double again. I want to see a triple doink. It might happen. Doink. Double doink. Double doink. Double doink. Triple doink. Quadruple doink. 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 Double doink right there. Doink. Doink. A double doink. Double doinker. Dicker the kicker. Triple doinks it in. Doink. 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 Double doinks and sackle. Teaching you how to football. Can you teach the Eagles how to football? I don't know, man. The, the Niners taught them how to not football. I think that's pretty depressing. They gave, game. Pretty, they gave them a quarter. Pretty depressing by that pretty, point. Pretty, pretty 42 to 19 depressing. Yes. I am uh, Chris Walter filling in for Fernando Jackson on this one. I am Travis Heath. Yay! I'm Jimmy G, the stat boy. The but 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 show the but show boy. No, let's not do that this week. So we're gonna try a new format for you this week. We're gonna start off uh, kind of reviewing the picks we had from last week. Uh, Jimmy G, the stat boy. Can you give us a little rundown of that? Well, last week we did fairly well. Like I did well, but not as well as Chris in the money line, which is straight up. Chris had eleven pick correct. I had 10, Trav had 7, and Fernando had 8. Trav over, leads overall in our picks pool, which is uh, something he can hang his, hat, hang his hat on, with 123 correctly picked all season, with a pretty good, over 63% record. I'm second with 119, Chris is with 111, Fernando, 110. And then spreads, we have... Uh, let's see. Chris also did well again this week on spreads, eight and five. I had six and seven. Trav was seven and six. Fernando five and eight. Trav leading the way with ninety nine correctly picked on the season for spreads. I'm second with eighty eight. Chris eighty six, and Fernando eighty one. A fun stat for you, uh, two listeners out there. Uh, we actually compared our stats against CBS Sports' as, uh, best stats with like their top seven people, eight people, I think it was. And we're actually beating like 50% of them on both spreads by this point. Uh, so, you know, if you're looking for uh, some bets, maybe we're not the wrong place to be looking right. Right, Chris? Hey, we are looking good at this point. I mean, the money line, we guys are on point right now. I mean, the spreads maybe a little questionable, but we're still right there. But the money line I, over CBS... We are dominating. I mean, my pen says it all. It says, badass bitch. I'm going to look at Jimmy G, the stat boy. You're the most conservative better out of all us we know. How would you feel about what's going on right now? It's pretty good. Like, a couple is over 60%. It's if pretty we had like good. $10,000 $10, or something, Oof. betting over the season like that, we're probably pretty good on this one. Some good money. Oh, that's a good rake right there. So, kind of like changing up the format of what we usually had, uh, we're just going to kind of talk about a couple games right now that happened last week. Um, Chris, your biggest misses uh, were two. Uh, do you want to talk about one of them? I'm going to go ahead and mention the Panthers on this one. I'm going to roll into the Panthers for a little bit. Uh, as you guys know, Panthers are not doing well this season. Not doing well at all. And I just feel like the biggest miss we have right now is our offensive line for Bryce Young. And, uh, I mean, people can argue about it, but... If you can't protect this guy because he does not currently have the ability to roll out in the NFL, not saying he wasn't able to do it in college, but currently he can't roll out and make passes. You got to protect this guy. 
You just got to put some protection on this guy so he can make some plays happen. I mean, one of the biggest things I have right now is, like, I think the question sitting on all our minds is, is Bryce Young a bust? Is um, he a bust? I don't know. I'm leaning, and I don't want to, but I'm leaning toward bust right now. I know it's his first year, but some people are NFL ready, and some people are not. And right now, I can't tell you one game out of the season where he has a bright star. It's, it's not there for me. I mean, I'll say it this way. Once again, you kind of touched on the head with it. With, I mean, you have one of the worst offensive lines in football. Yes, yeah, you blame no Bryce Young for not doing well because of that. He's got no shot on doing anything. Yes. I mean, like, like I your biggest like thing, like, he has, like, probably, I don't know, like a handful of passes, like over 25 yards by this point on the season. The biggest thing that I have an issue with is you don't – you're not giving him time to do it. You're not – getting the right play calls. Frank Wright got fired midway through the season. He has, I think, the second shortest tenure in the NFL outside of, like, Urban Meyer by this point. Like, he's up there on, like, the, the, the quickest fired coaches in the NFL for, like, their first season. There's a reason why. And honestly, like, I mean, like, tell me I'm wrong. I saw Frank Wright at the beginning of the season. He looked like a pretty virile, like, you know, good young man by this point. Uh, you know, in his 50s. By the end of the season, that man looked like he aged about 20 years. The, th- the thing for me and uh, the thing that I'm going to disagree with you guys on is, yes, the play calling has been pretty predictable. Um, you know, it's either a run up the gut, quick slant, maybe a rollout with a pass somewhere downfield, talking about 10 yards, or maybe a screen pass. Like, that's been their offense all year. But again, like... That's what they have, and if you do it well, there's offenses that can run that well, and it works for them, regardless of the front line. Right now, they're not even doing that well. You know, like, there's multiple plays to be able to mix up in that, like, group of plays to where you can make something happen, and they're not making anything happen at this point. Biggest problem is the receivers aren't making plays downfield. They need a deep ball. Uh, you don't have the time to get the deep ball off. They uh, need a your deep running ball. game is mid at best with Shuba Hurd <clears throat> by that point. Uh, the split back system they're doing is doing better than what they were. It's no season. longer the Sanders show. Uh, the defense is not as good as what it was last year. And you're with an interim coach. I mean, the problem is this. Unless they find a good coach to come to Carolina next year, you will not be able to find a receiver or anything like that to help Bryce Young out, and you guys are without a first-round pick next year. Well, the thing is, I don't think we're getting like a really good receiver next year. We don't have the picks to get a really good receiver and also also bolster that front line, which is what we need to do. And that's going to come down to next year's draft, to be honest. And I don't think we have enough picks to make that happen. I think maybe you get like a decent guard or a center next year in the second round pick, but like you're not getting a great receiver. But I mean, there's great receivers that have been drafted past the first round by that point as well. I mean, we're looking at Quentin Johnson for the Chargers, who has the most drops and the least receiving yards out of all the receivers that were drafted past him by that point this season. Uh, So there are receivers down there to get, but you need to get this man some help. And it starts with head coaching. So, a quick question, all right? So, if we get a couple people on the front line, Mm. we give Bryce Young maybe one or two more seconds in the pocket to make decisions. Sure. 
And then we get a mediocre wide receiver to fill in mm-hmm. with what we have right now on our receiving core. Is that going to make a difference? Do you have the play calling for it? Do you have the coaching for it by that point? Do you have the front office? I mean, you have one of the worst owners in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, do you have the play calling? Do you have the head coaching for it? If you can get him there and actually help build him back up, because his confidence has to be at a zero right now. Uh, like this dude, like for D and D references, has rolled a crit one on most of his games so far this season. Every game, um, even the game we won. So what I'm what I'm saying is like you need to get head coaching. You need to get you need to get like something there to support him with play calling and everything like that. Outside of just getting players there, because a player is not going to want to go there in free agency unless you actually have a system that's in place for it. <coughs> I think I think that's fair enough, but like. I don't know. I don't know. I'm leaning toward bust on Bryson or Bryce Young, and we'll see how it plays out. I'm, I mean, I'm know, leaning towards bust, but I'm uh, going to say the jury's still up. I think we're going to need next year for sure. Obviously, I need to see a good offensive line before I can make that decision. Um, one game I missed really badly on was the Packers Chiefs. That was a very surprising game. I didn't think the Packers had. What it took to beat the Chiefs, um, I thought this Jordan Love train is going to like derail any moment now, and it keeps sticking on the track. It keeps going, and they beat the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. You and I missed this, Chris. What do we not see? I don't know if it's keep going. I think I caught it last week where the guy was hit or miss. I even said like there might be a moment, a moment, and if he shows up, he might be able to make something happen. And he showed up this game. But the thing is, he's inconsistent. Did he win against the Chiefs? Yes. Is that amazing for Green Bay? Yes. But can he do that week in, week out? No, he can't. And we've already seen that this year, the Chiefs are vulnerable. The Chiefs are vulnerable. Their defense is mediocre. And if, like, Mahomes is not showing up, if he's not making the passes, he's not making those crazy plays he normally makes, they can lose a ball game. Now, and I think that's what we saw this week. I have to disagree. The Chiefs' defense has actually been the only bright spot of that team this year so far. Um, the biggest problem with the Chiefs so far is that they don't have anyone that can actually catch a ball outside of Travis Kelsey. Uh, Pacheco has been a bright spot for their offense uh, by that point. But Patrick Mahomes... Like, you you need someone that can catch a ball that's not going to drop it. Uh, Rasheed Rice has made some strides. He's made some decent strides. Uh, once again, you have Travis Kelsey. Uh, yeah. That's fine. Pacheco's actually been pretty decent out of the backfield as well for them, uh, even with passing attempts and everything like that. The Green Bay Packers were just kind of solid and consistent the entire game. They put up a touchdown every single quarter of this game. Uh, Christian Watson had a had a really good game as well. He got injured at the end of the game, which no surprise to anybody. But Jordan Love had zero turnovers. Yes, he threw for three touchdowns. Yep, he was. I believe it is. What is it? Twenty five of thirty six for almost three hundred yards passing. By that point, the Chiefs just showed up. Uh, the, the the Packers showed up. And essentially, they just did what they had to do. They didn't turn the ball over. They didn't give the Chiefs a chance to like have opportunity scores like in their own side of the field and everything like that. The Packers just own this game. And the Packers' defense. Now, granted, 
I will say this, and I don't know if you guys saw it or not. There was one of the most blatant pass interference calls I've seen at the end of the game uh, against the Chiefs wide receiver. That was not called. And I don't know how that guy has a job after it was all said and done. Um, he was all over him. Outside of that, the Chiefs still did not do enough to win this game. I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit on this because you're saying Travis Kelsey is the guy and he's the only guy. But that's not true because uh, Patrick Mahomes has 3,100 yards, 22 TDs. Can you take a guess at how many touchdowns Travis Kelsey currently has? Six. I feel like he knows that. Five. Five. I was right there. He has five. I was right there. So it's it's not the Kelsey game. I I think these guys. How many are, yards does Travis Kelsey have out of those thirty one hundred yards? Roughly eight hundred. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's not so, only so the Kelsey almost, game. So almost like a quarter of the the yards, just over a quarter. Fair enough. And five TDs out of twenty two. Sure. So sure. I mean, I I can't say this is a Travis Kelsey Mahomes show. I don't think that's true. I think I think they they have a like mediocre running game. Like they're they're in the mix there a little bit. I think their defense is okay. I think they're just they're they're weak against like weak teams. Like they they play down to their competition, and I think that showed against Green Bay on this one. Yeah, looking at some of those stats, so Kelsey has five touchdown receptions. Rasheed Rice has five as well. McKinnon has three, Noah Gray has two, and that's really Justin Watson has two. So you're, you're telling me that Travis Kelsey still leads the team with Rasheed Rice by this point for the most touchdown receptions. I'm just saying it's not else. the Kelsey show. But it is. It's not. But it is. It's not. It's not. It still is. He's got 800 yards receiving, and he leads the team in touchdowns. Yes, yeah, so a third of the he, looks. He's just not the only person making things happen on that. But offense. that's why they're not a one-loss team by this point. That's what I'm saying is the fact that like he's the guy that they go through right now. Like there's nobody else that like they're going through. Like in the previous years, like with Tyreek Hill, stuff like that. They had other people they could also go to that also like brought attention away from them that also scored those touchdowns that also got the longer touchdowns the Chiefs I, I would be curious as to see what the longest touchdown Patrick Mahomes has thrown this season because I bet you it's not that far and if it was then it was probably like one random ass chance that he had that was like a 60 yard breakout where they broke the defense but the here, here's the thing though like a good quarterback is not made with a individual player as you can see with the Chiefs like they're spreading the ball out. Yes, he has yards. Yes, he had five TDs, but he's not the only person with five TDs. They're spreading the ball out, and they're making stuff happen, but they don't look as good as they have in like previous years, which I agree with you because they don't have like the deep threat like Hill or anybody like that. To make that happen, we, we watched the Sunday night game or the Monday night game a couple weeks ago, where like we watched the drop passes by like Sky Moore and everything like that. Yada, yada. I mean, like when one of your top receivers is Rasheed Rice, Rice, and then you have Kadarius Tony behind him and Sky Moore behind him, like it's just like there's a reason why the Chiefs are eight and four right now, as opposed to being, you know, ten and. Fucking two or eleven and one, you know what I mean? Like, there's a reason why they're there. You're gonna have a drop off without having Tyreek, but yeah. now you need to find someone to fill that. You have to find a receiver. I thought that was MVS. I thought MVS had so many opportunities, and so many drops. I thought it was Sky Moore this year. 
Yeah, I, th- I thought Sky Moore was, was going to yeah. be Rasheed Rice being second in the team. Yeah, and just there's just something's missing. Someone needs to step up, and no one has yet. I mean, their defense is the top ten defense in the NFL right now. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. If you don't have someone that can catch the ball, and we've watched multiple drops this season, then that's why the Chiefs are where they're at right now, dude. Four. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, fair, and that's I mean, why I picked the Packers last week, you baby. Did. You did. Well done. Well done. Love showed up. Showed out. All right. Um, what I want to talk about briefly, but it kind of leads into talking about this team in general, are the Eagles. Now, we all picked the Niners to beat the Eagles. Um, what do we think is necessary for the Eagles to correct this? Because this is, I think, all season, we've like everyone's been saying, the Eagles have been skating by and getting wins by just by sheer accident because they should probably lose a lot of those games they had. And this game, they finally lost the game to a team that really like showed it to them. What does the eagle? What, what do the Eagles need to do now to kind of correct this? Because they have a gauntlet of teams coming up. Well, I think they need to first off fix their run game is the first thing they need to do. Um, DeAndre Swift was <coughs> was money early on in the season, and I I feel as though you're starting to kind of see the reason why Detroit let him go. Um, I think you have a couple good running backs on there with Kenneth Gainwell and Rashad Penny. Uh, that can kind of pick it up. And if you start going more to like a split-back system, I think that's going to help the Eagles a lot as well, just to kind of get different looks in the backfield. Um, the other thing is you got to find a way. Well, one, they're missing Goddard, right? Goddard's oh, been yeah. injured. Uh, so missing the tight end is always going to be a big thing. I've always been the biggest tight end like you know, advocate like in this podcast. You need a good tight end to have a great team. Um, so missing Goddard has hurt them. They have uh, a stable of uh, mediocre tight ends by that point. Um, the other thing that you're going to be looking at is you got to figure out a way to get the ball in AJ Brown's hands more. Uh, I think in the previous like couple weeks, it's been Devontae Smith. Uh, they run different routes, and you get a big guy like AJ Brown out there. You you get into him early, and you just let him get the yak after the pass by that point. But that's, that's, I think, where the Eagles try and fix themselves. I, I think for the Eagles is, I don't know if they're trying to hold, like, Hurts back a little bit or, you know, if they're trying to bring him back into, like, a pocket, pocket passer type situation. I think last year you saw him get outside of the pocket and make some runs that were, like, 20-plus yards, you know, like, doing big things. And that type of thing, he was kind of like a RPO quarterback with the ability to run and get out there and make some moves. But I feel like this year he's he's more of like a pocket passer. Don't get me wrong, they're winning with it, uh, and like you know they're showing up. But looking at this team, I just don't feel like they're as good as they were last year. And I think the biggest thing for me is hurts isn't moving the ball like he was last year. I I think they are as good as what they were last year. I really do. I just think they ran into the team that should have had a quarterback to be able to play the NFC Championship game last year. Uh, that would have probably done the same thing to them last season. Um, but once again, if you look at like the total rushing yards for the entire Philadelphia offense the, against the Niners this week, it was 46 yards. 46 yards rushing. And you can't play a team like the Niners, who you know are going to go down and score the ball. So it has to be like controlling the clock, right? I 
I don't know. For me, I think if you look at their schedule and the wins they have right now, like there are some teams that they probably should have decimated that he didn't. Look at the Washington game. It was 31-34. They probably should have spanked Washington. Uh, Minnesota, it was 28-34. You know, Minnesota was still in that game. I mean, the only big game that they decimated that I see was the Miami game. They blew out Miami. They destroyed that offense, ran through that defense. Miami defense is a little weak, so I get that a little bit. Dallas was in there. Uh, they barely beat Kansas City. Uh, Buffalo, like, probably should have won that game. Like, they squeaked out wins. Once again, Philly cannot beat a really good defense because there are two losses on the season. Who are there? Well, what I'm saying is, like, they don't look as good as they did last year because, like, I feel last year some of these teams, they would have just ran over and decimated. But it's been close, and they squeaked out the win. That that first quarter was all Eagles, but it was only six nothing, and it was two field goals. I feel like last year's Eagles team would have scored at least a touchdown there, and gave me some fear, and it didn't happen. And then the no. Niners caught up and it just decimated them. I mean, Jason Kelsey also had a terrible game. Uh, he oh. had uh, multiple holding penalties, uh, a couple false starts by that point. He had a terrible game. So like when your offensive line is like starting to lose you by that point. But I'm kind of with Andrew on this one. Uh, Six points in the first half, and I think the Niners were held to like negative six yards in the first half. First barely quarter. had any possession. Yeah, it was really, right? really poor. Yeah. I mean, the possession time for the Eagles was fantastic. Um, but once the Niners figured it out, because like you're talking about teams like the Bills, they squeak by. The only two losses is all I'm worried about right now. They played the Jets' defense, which is one of the better defenses in the NFL. They played the Niners' defense, which was one of the better defenses in the NFL. When you get a good defense, with a good defensive coach by this point, they're figuring out what the the Eagles are doing by this point. That's that's where I'm at right now, which I still think was the same thing from last season. And that's why I'm probably picking the Cowboys this week. Yep. All right, um, moving on to the last game we want to talk about. It was the Monday night game, and that was... Um, I unfortunately didn't watch half of this game because I was playing a softball game, but it was probably a lo- whole bunch of emotions for someone on this podcast. So I just want to let open up the floor. What do we want to talk about that Bengals-Jaguars game? Well, the only thing I can talk about right now is the fact that uh, Trevor Lawrence went down. Trevor Lawrence went down, and that was the end of the game pretty much. For me, that's the way I feel. Um, that he wasn't in the game to be able to make the drive to win the game and to completely, like, finish this game off. I mean, as soon as he went down, I think the offense fell off a little bit, wasn't quite there. I think ETN wasn't quite in this game like he should have been. I think he had uh, 45 yards, got a TD, but only 45 yards, should have had a better running game. Um, the only bright side on the uh, Jacksonville defense that I think uh, really picked me up in this game was Ingram. Ingram got the TD. I think it was his first TD on the season. Yep. Um, and he showed up that game. I don't think the Bengals should have been in this game like they were. So, you know, it was, it was tough on Jacksonville defense. Jacksonville defense didn't quite show up. So, 
it was kind of a mixed bag for me. Uh, I did pick the Bengals to win this game, but I didn't expect them to win this game. I definitely didn't expect this game to be this close. But I don't know. It was a tough game. Uh, the wind went out when Trevor Lawrence went down. Um, I heard, I heard Bether, like actually drove the team down the field to tie the game at the end of regulation. They did. There was, and I, I love C.J. Bether when he was with the Niners. Compensatory pick became Purdy, by the way. Um, um, there were a lot of injuries in this game in the beginning. We're talking about um, Christian Kirk in the very beginning, just the groin injury. It just it was unfortunate. And then defensively, you lost. You got lost a couple of defensive people, which allowed 7-11 to open up and score that touchdown. Um, yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, I also have to throw it out there to the officiating on this game. There were some no calls against that, like, would have went for, sorry, would have went for Jacksonville that just wasn't there. That, like, we see throughout the year on certain games, and I just felt like this was one of the games where it was almost destined for some reason for the Bengals to win this game because there was a lot of holding calls that didn't go Jacksonville way. There was pass interference call out of nowhere that, like, you know, effed up uh, Jacksonville a little bit. So, I don't know. There was a lot of stuff that went wrong this game for Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence being the big one. Um, Josh Allen looked good in this game. Uh, one and a half sacks. Should have been two, but one and a half, whatever. They want to credit to. The defense looked terrible. Uh, there's no reason why the Bengals should have been in this game. They actually had, uh, let me look this up real fast. It was 491 yards of total offense for the Bengals in this game. Jamar Chase had 150 yards. And that is, uh, I mean, Joe Mixon mm-hmm. had, a, had a game. Uh, was it Browning had like 354 yards or 358 yards or something like that? And when Browning wasn't throwing it, they were doing bonehead. Just. Ha- Weird lateral the, plays and interceptions. The, the the dominoes fall into effect here where the Jacksonville defense like just shows up for this game. Then there's no reason why we're running the plays that we're running at the end of the game where Trevor Lawrence gets his ankle stepped on by Walker Little. Losing Christian Kirk hurt. That hurt a lot. But Zay Jones stepped up. Parker Washington, the rookie, stepped up a, a ton by this game. But, yeah, when, when Trevor Lawrence goes down – Jaguars are out of that game completely. Um, C.J. Beathard is more experienced than Jake Browning, but he's got more to lose than Jake Browning does by this point because Jake Browning has played with house money. C.J. Beathard like, actually has stuff to work with. When C.J. Beathard gets in that game, there's not a pass that's over like five to ten yards in that game. You know what? He's, he's essentially Bryce Young by that point. You know what threw me a little bit on this Jacksonville game? Was a defensive front line. I feel like they've been pressuring teams so hard this year. And I just felt like it wasn't quite there this game, especially on a, a quarter a backup quarterback. Well they've all been they've been about the turnovers all season long. I mean that's been the big thing. Um their turnover ratio has been fantastic. Uh they didn't get a single turnover uh from the Bengals this game. Um the biggest thing to talk about in this game is kind of stay the Jaguars right now moving forward. Um, you know, good for the Bengals. They're six and six now. Um, no one's talking about them in the AFC playoff race, but I think they should be because I think Jake Browning, if he shows up and continues to do what he does, I think it's not terrible. Uh, their schedule isn't terrible moving forward. 
the biggest question now is when does Trevor Lawrence come back? So Christian Kirk is going to get surgery on the core. Um, even if he rehabs by it, he wouldn't be back till the Super Bowl. So Trevor Lawrence with a high ankle sprain, thank God it wasn't like a break or a tear or anything like that. This is structurally isn't sound. When does Trevor Lawrence come back? And this is kind of the question that I wanted to ask you guys. We didn't talk about it earlier tonight, so this is going to be a really good question to ask, I feel like. Um, the Jaguars are 8-4, right? They uh, essentially have the lead in the AFC. They do have the lead in the AFC. I have their schedule up, yeah. Um, right now. So with with a, uh, a one-game lead right now in the AFC and the Texans and the Colts both chasing them with like one game back. When do you bring Trevor Lawrence back? Because at eight and four, you're still in the wild card. Still right? in the mix. Like you could still lose a couple mix. games, and you're still in the wild card based off of everything else that's happening in the AFC. So when do you bring bring Trevor Lawrence back? Because last year he had a high ankle sprain. Like I think it was like week fifteen, week sixteen, and he came back the very next week. So there's no talk about him coming back yet this week, but he could. Okay. Doug Peterson has left that out there. When do you actually bring Trevor Lawrence back now? Well, I think, knowing that you have the lead that you have in the well, FC, I think uh, I think the average recovery time and stat boy, if you want to pull something up, but I think the average recovery time for a high ankle sprain is like three to five weeks. I think it's three to five weeks, depending on the severity of it. Yeah, so I think it's three to five weeks, and that's not including like playing with the in- injury, playing hurt, that type of thing. So I think healing time is like three to five weeks. So. In my opinion, I think you give you give him two games. I think they have Cleveland, they have Baltimore. Uh, Those are the two hardest games to play. I think you're going up against really tough defense against Cleveland. I think they've been a little like lax the past couple weeks, so you might have a chance there. Baltimore is going to be tough. You really need your offense to show up against, and you hope your defense show up against their offense. But I think you. I think you have to give them at least two weeks to figure it out, and then you come back against Tampa Bay, who I think Jacksonville can beat even without Trevor Lawrence, to be sure. honest. I think you bring them back against Tampa Bay, and then you have to show up against Tennessee to finish out the season. Um, according to script, it was really quick Google search. It's a six to eight week recovery. Six to eight weeks. Normally for a high ankle sprain. Um this schedule, I looking at the schedule, five games left. I feel like you probably I for if you want him to like be productive, you can't rush him for the Ravens game. I don't think that's going to be no. feasible. No. I, and at that point, I think the rest of the schedule is doable by a journeyman quarterback like C.J. Beathard. You got the Bucks, you got the Panthers, you got the Titans to end the season. I feel like you probably should just shut him down for the season. Get him like square for a playoff start. I just don't think you can set him up for the season. I don't know I don't if, if that's enough can. time anyone can kind of. I think I think I think it's too many games for too many chances of losses. Yeah, by that point. yeah. Uh, yeah. And and knowing Trevor Lawrence from last year and even this year when he had the the knee sprain that he had mm-hmm. and he came back the very next week and everyone's like he can't rush it and I think he rushed for like sixty yeah. yards that game. All right, I, all right. I'm just gonna throw this out there. All right. So, without Trevor Lawrence, you say win or loss. Okay. okay. I'm going to finish out the season. I'm looking at the season right now. So, for the rest of the season. Rest of the season. Okay. It's the Browns. 
with Joe Flacco or DTR, I would still. I think that's a winnable game. But set the Brown. I think that's a winnable game. I think with CJ Beathard and with the way our defense looked last week, I'm going to say a loss. All right. Then you have Baltimore. Loss. That's a loss. Definitely. It's in Jacksonville. It's Sunday night football. You have Tampa Bay. With C.J. Beathard. I think they can win that. I think, that, I think they could win that game. But I, you know what? I'm going to give them a loss. Then you have <coughs> Divisional, Tennessee. They could beat Tennessee. You're yeah. skipping the Panthers, but yeah. I don't. Sorry. It's yeah. the only thing that's showing up on me. is Browns. Browns, Ravens, Bucks, Panthers, Titans. That's the last five. So the Panthers game. Yeah. Oh, I mean, good luck on with the Panthers. I'm gonna say win. I'm gonna win that one definitely. Yeah. 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 So without without Trevor Lawrence, you're saying possibility of two, maybe three wins. I'm saying two wins. Two wins. Is that enough to get you in the playoffs? Be ten and seven by that point, maybe. Maybe. So I'm saying, I I think he's going to have to come back. I don't think you can sit him till the playoffs. I think he's going to have to come back. I don't think he's going to sit. I I just don't think that he's going to let you sit him. Like, like, I mean, I feel like Trevor Lawrence, who, like, once again, there's so many golf carts in Jacksonville. How did no one get him off the field? What was the, the deal court? with that? I saw I saw the memes. I saw the Austin Powers memes. They hobbled where, that where, man where all are the way all... to the locker room with his. Brother. I was like, how? How? Why is he? We were just in Jacksonville. I saw about a dozen golf yeah. carts just in the San Marco area at that like, well, point. What it's, is the it's deal? Why? Um, regardless of that, I I don't I don't see him sitting. I just I don't. don't. Uh, I, I he might sit this that. week. I agree with that. But I don't see him sitting during the Ravens game. I if I had a dollar bet, I'll take a to dollar bet. anything out there. I'll take a dollar bet. I say he, he's back before he's back by the Ravens game. I'll take a dollar bet. He will not be back by the Ravens game. I think they sit him for the next two games at least. Next two games at least because you can still finish out the season with a you, you have a weak season past the Ravens. You have Tampa Bay, Panthers, Tennessee. I I think you have a chance against the Browns without him. I we have think a chance. You, I think you lose Baltimore, but then with him back against Tampa Bay, Carolina, and Tennessee, you can win those three games out. I think you give them two weeks to recover. And then you bring them back to finish strong going into the playoffs. I'll say there's a 50% shot. I'll say, yeah, I'll go 40% shot. He starts this week. Ooh. I'll say a 70, no, 70% start Ooh. for next week. This is your franchise quarterback you're talking about right now. I, I've heard good things about his, like, he's, like, working around the clock. He's super flexible, that, everything like that. 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 Yeah. And he's recovered great right. for it. All right, dollar I'm bet. saying I'm saying forty percent shot this week. Ju- judging by that, okay, maybe he could be back for the Ravens game, but yeah, I definitely don't see him this week. And I think it's a doable game. It's in Cleveland, but that that Cleveland offense is like working on Noah Mari Mar- Mar- Cooper, and it's like we work with Joe Flacco right now. Yeah, I, 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 why? It could be. Why? It could be why possible. Bring him back. Oh, I believe in CJ. It, it's not about bringing back. It's about him wanting to come back. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, but also you got to understand he's going to be curved 
he's going to be curbed a little bit by the coaching staff. It's, it's not his decision. All right, listen, Trevor, for all the doubters out there, don't believe him. You believe in your body. I believe in you. And that will bring us to our first break of the night. By this point, Double Dogs and Sackles. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials. As you guys heard last time, we have a hashtag fund us to Toronto. Yay! Where we did a call in to the Toronto Stadium to see how much it would cost to get a actual suite right there on the stadium. It was off the cuff. It was a little bit of shot in the dark. It was pretty good, though. It was actually pretty good. I think it was a random talk we had. Uh, but we're sticking to it, so we're doing hashtag fund us to Toronto. Yay! We have an entire year to make this happen, and we're setting the overall total for the funding to be seventy five hundred bucks. With you, listeners, I feel like we can make this happen. Let's make this happen. Hashtag fund us to Toronto. Yay! Yay! Listen, that is only. Seven cups of coffee a day for to fund some good prospecting sports broadcasters to go to Toronto. Hashtag fund us Toronto. For only seven cups of coffee a day, and you and 20 of your friends, we can fund us to Toronto. To where we can see... <laughs> we can see the... <laughs> we can see the... <laughs> We can see the A's play baseball. I don't want to see the A's. No. I feel like you're ruining the entire process right here. Listen. Share it. I know there's only two listeners out there right now. Yes. Share it, please. But please share this because it's going to be fantastic. We're going to put the link up real soon. We're going to put the link up. You're going to make that fuck over. Hashtag. Hashtag. Fundus to Toronto. Yay. Pop Pop may be there. And we're back. Double doinks and sackles. Teaching you how to football with our week 14 picks of the week. Here we Here go. Here we go. All right. Let's start with Thursday night. Patriots at Steelers. Steelers by six. Why don't you start picking those picking those picks? I mean, I'm gonna, I, I guess I have to pick first because I'm <clears throat> leading the way. In the Fair lead. Enough. lead Fair enough. Uh, I think the Patriots actually have like a decent shot to win this game. I don't feel enough that they can win this game in Pittsburgh by this point. So give me the Patriots to cover the six points, but the Steelers will win this game. I'm going to go with a negative on that, Ghost Rider. I'm going to say Pittsburgh has this. Uh, Stevenson's out. Like, running game. Zeke. <laughs> don't make me laugh. Uh, Patriots have this. Hands down. Cover to six. Wow. Okay. I'm going to pick the Steelers to win, Patriots to cover. Um, I don't think this is this is a horrible game. But, um, yeah, I feel like both these teams are going to be not going to work very well with their offense. So let's see. Fernando picks Steelers to win and cover. Next game, Sunday, Bucks at Falcons. Falcons by one and a half. Give me the Bucks. Not a lot to say there. Not much else to say there, really. I'm going to take the Bucks as well on this. I think they're going to show up and show out. I'm going to say Evans has at least a touchdown with over 100 yards. 
Bucks win this game. That's fair enough. Um, I'm going to pick the Falcons because the Falcons do well at home, and they already won this game at Tampa. And uh, Fernando also picks the Falcons to win a cover. All right, next game, Lions at Bears. Lions by three and a half. Mm. As much as I want to pick the Bears to cover this game, I think they can, um, especially in Chicago. Give me the Lions to win and cover this game. I'm right there with you. I think the Bears has a chance to cover this game. I just don't feel like they're going to do it on this one. I say Detroit wins and covers. You wrote it on the paper. You it was that. right there. Right, right there. I, I wonder, the I wonder what the uh, weather is going to be in uh, Chicago this weekend. Oh, I could tell you if you just oh, give me right. just a brief moment. I don't think it really matters because I'm still picking the Lions to win a cover. That's you know, so of Fernando. But we also don't trust Travis's weather report. Hey! Oh, Unless your name's Teddy. <laughs> Uh, the weather, actually, just so you're aware, the weather report, the Double Doors and Sackles weather report, is uh, 39 degrees and cloudy. Oh, so it's a nice... It's a balmy 39. Balmy 39 degrees. It's a uh, great Chicago football game. There you go. Nice. All right. Next game, Colts at Bengals. Colts by one. I don't... I didn't even hesitate on this game. To be honest with you, uh, I'm taking the Bengals to win this game based off of how they played last week. Uh, I love Gardner Minshew. We all know my love for Gardner Minshew by this point. But uh, now, give me the Bengals to win this game. You know, I was I was torn on this game, but after seeing what the Bengals did to Jacksonville last week, I'm gonna take Cincy to win this game. I mean, the Minshew magic is there. Is there and is happening. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be close. It's gonna be a close game, but I got Cincy winning it. Yeah, I agree. I, I I like what I saw from the Bengals to pull that win out, and uh, so did Fred also picked the Bengals to win and cover as well. Um, yeah, I feel like the Bengals ha- are ha- have enough to win. All right, next game on my list are Jaguars at Browns. Mm. Browns by three. Um. I heard say it. Give me the Browns by three on this one. Um, I just think that defense is uh, too good. And I am not believing in C.J. Beathard as a starter with a 40% chance that Trevor Lawrence starts. This was a tough call for me because, you know, Jacksonville is obviously hurt. They're pretty beat up. But that Cleveland defense has not been as quite as good as they started. Uh, I'm saying ETN's going to run over Cleveland on this one. I'm taking Jacksonville to win this game. Mm. Wow. And Kevin? Oh, well, Browns were, Browns were favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I I debated between this these two teams also, and I went with the Browns ultimately. Um, I just feel like this the Jaguars is a little bit snake bitten, but I feel like the Browns will buy away. How dare you! Right in front I'm of the sorry, Travis. I'm sorry. I have to speak my heart. Am I the only I was, Jacksonville fan this week? As the only week? Jacksonville fan this week, because the Fernando picked the Browns oh. as well. Oh, so the only Jacksonville fan. Only this week. one. You know what? Uh oh. Browns still wins. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, I thought we were going to change there. All right. Next game. Jaguars do cover though. I will. I will say the Jaguars cover this game. <laughs> Oh, now change the Jaguars cover? Cover the three? Yeah. Fair enough. Well, okay. I don't know how that works, but okay. Um, it's next, a field goal. Next game, Panthers at Saints. Saints by five. Yeah, the Saints by five. It's I, I don't have a lot to say about this one. 
maybe Jameis. It'll probably be Jameis playing. Saints winning cover. You win the Saints winning a cover. Yeah. Um, we all picked the sack same. Fernando and I both picked Saints to win a cover, even if Jameis is playing. Next game, Texans at Jets. Zach Wilson back. Texans by three and a half. Uh, Zach Wilson is back. Uh, you know, they offered him the starting job back again this week, and he was like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> After being benched and like brought back again, like this far in the season, uh, there's a lot of turmoil there with the Jets. Uh, they actually they benched Zach Wilson for Boyle, right? And then they just cut Boyle. So that has to say a lot to the confidence of Zach Wilson by this point. Well, they put they got Brett Rippin off the Seattle. Yeah, they squad. did. Yeah, they did. Rippin. Uh, that showed a lot for the confidence of Zach yeah. Wilson by this point. So give me the Jets to win and cover this game. What? <laughs> wow. Jets to win? That was a misdirection play if I've ever seen one. Right? right? Come on. If well I've done. ever well seen done. one. I have no idea what <laughs> you're talking about on this. There's no way. I don't even understand the three and a half points on this. By Texans. Houston's going to show up. Decimate the Jets by at least ten on this. Mm. Wow! I got dollar bets. This is not by ten. I will take this. You make a lot of dollar bets. Hope you wrote those down. Yeah. Um, Houston has this game easy. I got the Texans in this game only because I think this is taking into Zach Wilson's milf time, and I think he'd rather just be like hanging out and just not doing any of this. Um, Fernando picked the Texans to win, but the Jets to cover. Right. So very well. Okay. Not a terrible pick. Um, next, last game of the early Sunday games. We got Rams at Ravens. Ravens by seven. Uh, I kind of went back and forth in this one to see if the Rams would cover or not. Uh, I'm going to say they're not going to cover this game. Uh, I think the Ravens. Uh, no, I, I say the Rams will cover this game. I apologize. The Rams will cover. The Ravens will win. But the Rams will cover those seven points. I think Kyron Williams is doing too much right now. For me, I think it came down to the uh, Rams' defense on this. Um, and I don't think the defense is going to be able to keep, compete with the Baltimore's offense. I think the Rams' offense has been showing up. Uh, I think they have weapons, especially the wide receiver core. If you look at it, like, like, Cup's not even in the mix right now, which is so surprising to me. Uh, but I just think Baltimore's offense is going to be able to outproduce their offense uh, against the defense. So I'm going to say Baltimore wins and covers the seven points. Yeah, I think the Ravens are going to pretty much handle the Rams. I, I just don't see... This Ravens team is pretty good, and I don't think the Rams have enough weapons. Cup is not really being involved anymore. I don't get it, get it at all. Um, Fernando also picked the Ravens to win and cover. On to the after, Sunday afternoon games. We got Seattle at the 49ers. 49ers are favored by 10 and one-half points. I don't know if you guys saw what the 49ers did last week, but uh, I don't know how Seattle... I know it's a divisional game, and like you kind of want to keep it close, and there's a possibility it's going to be close. Uh, Seattle's coming off like a hot, like hot game against the Cowboys. I know they lost; they shouldn't have lost that game. Um, but now, give me the 49ers to the 49ers are rolling right now, man. Give me them to win and cover this game. 
I have I have a little faith in Seattle. I I think their offense is looking pretty good. They have some weapons there. You know, uh, Geno Smith is just. I'm not sure if he's the guy. I'm not sure if he's the guy, but uh, they have the weapons there. San Francisco, it's looking so good. Both sides of the ball, defensive-wise, offensive-wise, they're looking so great. But I'm taking San Francisco to win this game, but Seattle covers. Seahawks cover. I have the Niners to win. So do Fernando. Um, Niners to win and cover. Yeah, this is a home game. They just just saw them two weeks ago. Bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. bang, bang. bang, bang. Um, next game. Sorry, I forgot I was like hosting this. Um, Vikings at Raiders. Fernando will actually be at this game if his strep throat doesn't hold him back from that. And the Vikings are favored by three. Yeah, give me the Raiders. Uh, sorry, Fernando. Uh, the Ooh. Raiders' defense is is playing too well right now. Uh, I thought you guys were friends. Antonio Pierce has been fantastic at the head coach position. They're, they're like the players are playing for that dude. They're going to run through a wall for him, just like Dan Campbell you know, in uh, Detroit. Um, <coughs> yeah, I I think the Raiders do it. Josh Dobbs won't have as many turnovers as he did last last game. But the Raiders' offense and defense will uh, – the defense, more than anything else, is going to have this game. I think Dobby Dimes didn't show up against the Bears. That's fair enough. But look at his first two games before that. Like, the guy has been on point. He had one bad game. He has a bye week to come back to figure it out, get a better, like, situation in that pocket. Give him the ability to run, please. Uh, I'm going to say Minnesota wins this game. I think they're going to run over the Raiders. So, like, Justin Jefferson coming back will be involved. Ooh, I would love to see that combo. Have we seen it yet so far this year? Nope. Dobby Diamonds to Justin Jefferson? Nope. Nope. Because he was in uh, Arizona at the time. Um, Give me the Raiders in this game. Um, Raiders. I... I do not. I the Raiders play people tough. Ever since Antonio Pierce is the head coach, they play people tough, and that Vikings team looked very out of sorts the last game against the Bears. Um, I'll take a dollar bet right now. All right. Both okay. All right. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Um, not shocking. Maybe shocking is Fernando also picked the Raiders to win this game. And I'm assuming he'd probably be on that dollar bet as well. So I'm I, adding you too, Fernando. I, I bet it's a it's a it's a uh, reverse jinx bet he's doing right now. Yeah. All right, uh, probably a game of the week. No, probably second 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 highest game of the week. Bills at Chiefs. Chiefs by <coughs> one and a half points. Kind of went back and forth in this one for like a minute. Um, I think the Bills have to win now. I think the Chiefs have uh, a well enough kind of divisional lead by this point. Like they're still sitting solid with Jacksonville losing on Monday. It kind of keeps them up there uh, with the Dolphins and the Ravens as well. Uh, give me the Bills to win this game. I'm taking the Bills as well. I think this is one of those games where Josh Allen is going to show up. 
I'm thinking at least like a four touchdown game from Allen. Mm. Oh, like, wow. I think he's going to show up this game. I think you've seen it before this season. Like it's just one of those games where I feel like he's going to have it. You know, it's just going to be on point. He's going to be able to rush the ball like he does, get into the end zone. I'm thinking the Bills will win this game over the Chiefs by at least a touchdown. Mm. I had Chiefs written here, and I'm about to copy and paste that with some Bills. Ooh. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I Did don't. we sell them? Yeah, I think you sold them. Did we sell them? I think we sold them. That Chiefs team looks not right. And the Bills are hungry if they weren't hungry the last time they played. So, um, yeah, give me the Bills in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Fernando picked the Chiefs to win this and cover. Under our wing injury. I don't know what. Under our wing injury. I don't think. Uh, yeah, Fernando picked the Chiefs to win and cover this, the one and a half points. Gotta be careful. Those Chiefs are not great right now. Last afternoon game on Sunday is the Broncos at the Chargers. Chargers by three. I don't know why the Chargers would be by three at this point. Uh, they, they might get have the Ozmakers seen they them play. They might get Palmer back, I guess. But uh, they won six to zero in one of the ugliest games I've seen of all season against the Patriots last week. The Broncos are are not a slouch. Uh, give me the Broncos to win this game all day. I'm gonna go with the Chargers on this one. Why? Why? I'm gonna go with Why? the Chargers on this one. I I think you saw like uh, it was like one of your two losses last week, right? No, you picked the Chargers last no, week. I, yeah, I picked the Chargers. Um, so I I I feel like you you saw Denver come back down to earth a little bit. So I'm gonna take the Chargers and win this. Uh, I don't believe the Chargers at all. I got the Broncos winning this game. This is just why are the Chargers their home game? This is like an even, even, even game on neutral ground. It won't be. It's not. I think the Broncos are looking like that team that they envisioned when Russ was going to be on being this team, and that was Sean Payton helping that. Yeah, give me the Broncos to win. Fernando, Fernando agrees. Broncos win this game as well. And on to the actual game of the week. Eagles at Cowboys, Sunday Night Football. Cowboys favored by three and a half points. Uh, so the only question on this one for me is the spread. Right? Uh, I think this is going to be a really competitive game. If this was in Philly, I'll give it to Philly. It's in Dallas. Give me Dallas to win this game. I know Philly's going to come out hot, especially after the embarrassment that they have last week. But this game means so much to both teams by this point. Um, more to Dallas than it does to the Eagles. Because uh, Dallas needs this to try and catch the Niners at some point. So, give me Dallas to win and cover this game. You know, I'm going to take the same, but I'm not going to take the same route here. Uh, I think Dallas defense is going to show up this week. The best defense in the league right now is going to show up against the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're going to put them in their place like San Francisco didn't do last week. I think Dallas is going to blow this game out. And I'm taking Dallas to win. Three and a half. Easy. Um, I agree with you, too. The, the, the Cowboys are hungry to beat the Eagles, and 
show them who's to just kind of take them off their the Eagles off their perch. Um, they're hungry. I think the Cowboys are hungry. They're really hungry. Um, Fernando believes the Eagles are are going to win this game, and uh, I don't know how that's. I don't agree, but there we go. I do appreciate off the perch though. That was off the good. perch, that that was solid. I didn't even that know I did that. Nice. I didn't even know that. That was really, well done. Really well done. Really well done. Wow. Well done. All right, on to the two Monday night football games this week. So first, we have Titans. So stupid. Yeah. We have Titans at Dolphins. Dolphins favored by. 13, 13 points. points. Mm. 13 That's points. That's so many points. 13 points. There's no way I could take I'm going to say points. it one more time. 13 points. There's just no way I could take 13 points. Uh, what is the record of the Tennessee Titans right now? They are... 4-8. 4-8. Mm. Miami is 9-3. and three. Uh, Give me Miami. They to are, win and cover. They are on both sides of the spectrum. <laughs> opposite sides of the spectrum. Oh, they're under they're under five hundred. Cool. Give me Miami to win and cover. I'm gonna take Miami to win this game, but I'm taking Tennessee to cover. Oh, I got a dollar bet on that one, bud. Thirteen points oh, in Miami. A lot. Hot Miami night. Dollar bet. Is it hot Miami nights now? I got Tennessee to cover this. You writing all these one dollar bets down? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I got it right here. You you want a piece of this? Oh, there's no way. I agree with Travis. All right. All right. Um, I picked the Dolphins to win and cover, possibly score 20 points in this in the win. There's no way. This is this is this Dolphins team. Have you been watching Hard Knocks? This team is loving each other and it is fun fun to watch. And Fernando did also pick the Dolphins to win a cover. The last Monday night game, Packers at Giants. Packers by six and a half. Mm. This one, I I kind of <laughs> believe in Tommy Cutlets by this point, man. Uh, you know, it's always Tommy sunny Vito. in East Rutherford, right? Uh, visual medium, once again, it would be fantastic if we had that. However, I think the Packers win this game. I think the Packers are rolling right now. Um, but I do believe that the Giants will keep it close. Um, I think the Giants will cover this game, but the Packers will absolutely win. I'm going with the Giants to win this game. Wow. Giants is going to win this game. You never Again, go full Tommy Cutlets. I think Love is hit or miss, and he had his hit last week. He's going to miss this week. Giants is going to take them out. Giants win. <sighs> wow. Um... I agree with you, Travis. I feel like the Packers will win this game. But I feel like this is a road game. The Giants will show up and make this close. So I got the Giants to cover. Fernando picked the Packers to win and cover. That cheesehead fan of his. Wow. He picked the Packers wow, to win and cover this game. Biggest pa- Packers fan I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's in the garage all the time. Go pack go. Go pack go. I think that's what he's saying, right? That's, that's, what, that's, that's definitely what Why are you wearing purple and horns at this I point? I just don't get it, man. And you're yelling. Go I think he's. Pack, I go. think he's like a, um, a a spy, like a double agent, like bandwagon fan, maybe. Yeah. And that'll do it for our picks this week. Uh, give us a quick break, and we'll be right back with our hot takes to end this show out. Hashtag Fundus of Tornado. <laughs> And we are back. 
we're gonna give our out our hot takes here. We are drinking the uh, Hot Ones Los Calientes Barbacoa hot sauce here, mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna go ahead and get this started. And we're gonna lead off with Travis here with his hot take. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. I got two hot takes. Mm. Mm. Stay tuned. I'm gonna do. Um, Jordan Love has three touchdowns this game against that uh, <coughs> vaulted defense. And uh, give me Tyreek for 200 yards. Tyreek for 200 yards. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well done, sir. Um, right. Yeah. Well, give me um, James Cook for the Bills to have a rushing and receiving touchdown. Ooh. Well, that's, that's a good hot take right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm going over to Houston where CJ should have been a Panther. Um, I think he's going to throw for at least three TDs this week. Mm -hmm. Fantastic pick on that one. Uh, You said interceptions wrong. Interception. Yeah. Um, So that will do it for our picks and our hot takes of the week. Uh, If I can give you one added bonus real fast before we start our Patreon and our GoFundUs. Hashtag GoFundMe to Toronto. Uh, my DFS, my DraftKings pick for this week uh, on Thursday Night Football would absolutely be both defenses, 100%, and then any running back. And then you might throw in like a George Pickens on this one or like a Deontay Johnson. Uh, but those will be my top picks for the DraftKings of this week. Fair enough. I didn't know we were doing that. I'll line it up for next week. I'm just saying, man. I I I've been money on. You've been making money. You've been making money. Making money. Anyway, um, I think that I do it for us this week. Uh, for double doinks and sackle, teaching you how to football. I think I learned something. Yay! Hashtag fund us to Toronto. My name is Travis. I'm Chris. Jimmy G the Staff Boy. Enjoy week 14 of football. Trevor Lawrence, please get better. And we will see you next week. Have a good night.